Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. We're so glad that you found the program that is conversing about Acts chapter 26. We'd love to hear what you've been reading as well. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Hey, and while we're paused, let me tell you about something we're very excited about at Text Talk, and that is Season 2. Season 2! There is going to be a Season 2. We'll be launching in just a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking from the Psalms, talking about the Psalms. Psalms. Uh, Yeah, Text Talk, we've been picked up by our sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) They said continue. They said continue. Uh, And so, yeah, but we're really excited we're going to be able to Continue on with Text Talk Season 2. <laughs> Keep an ear out for it. And just to make sure nobody misunderstands that, the sponsor, of course, is our home congregation. Well, that's exactly right. We are we are uh, cheerfully brought to you each week by Livingston Avenue Church of Christ. And if you're in the Lutes area, we'd love for you to come out and worship with us at Livingston Church. Uh, information is at our website, christiansmeethere.org. Yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to that. One of the cool things about us is that between season one and season two, you won't have to wait weeks and weeks or months. That's not the way we roll. Season one (laughs) will end on a Friday. Season two will begin the next Monday. It's going to be awesome. But right now we're still in Acts. We're going to read Acts chapter 26. We're picking up in the middle of Paul's defense in his sermon. And I'm going to start in verse 16, read all the way through verse 23. This is the English Standard Version. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes, so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer, And that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. So, anybody ready to talk about something this week other than persecution? (laughs) If you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, it's been heavy for sure. Um, But I tell you what, Paul is triumphant. He is triumphant in the face of persecution. Uh, He's been on both sides of it now as Saul the persecutor, Paul the persecuted. He's been here in lockdown for, what, a couple of years, right? He sets an example for us. And still mindful of this message, the vision of the Lord, the mission to preach this gospel to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He's been obedient to it. Uh, he had a mission to be sent to the Gentiles. This message is worldwide. So the, I, I want to home in on something in this text here. I, let's, is that kind of like when you hone in on it? No, that's completely different. Man. Completely different. We home in on something. No, I, I hat tip to Ralph Walker for <laughs> thanks for his correction. For speaking to us on that. Um, so I want to home in on something that just let's, let's just talk about something from a completely different perspective here. So we've 
we've mentioned before about being sent to the Gentiles because mm-hmm. it's come up a multiple times, a multiple times, a couple of times. Almost multiple. Almost multiple. <laughs> Almost multiple. Surely it's multiple now, right? It is multiple now. Okay, all right. But a couple of times, multiple times, it's come up that he is sent to the Gentiles. And in the past, we've talked about what a great blessing that is. We've talked about how that's a great blessing for us because I am a Gentile. You are a Gentile. Don't label me, man. So we are very thankful. (laughs) We are very blessed because of this moment. The moment that Paul was converted and commissioned is like the second most important moment for us in Christian history. The first, of course, is the resurrection itself. But What I find fascinating is this is the third time the conversion story of Paul has been told in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And there's just first that causes me to say, why did Luke feel the need to repeat this story three times? Uh, This is... I get it. He's giving a history, but we know full well he's leaving lots and lots of stuff out of the history. I know that because he's about to go through a shipwreck in Acts chapter 27. We'll talk about that next week. But when I read 2 Corinthians, which was probably written sometime around Acts chapter 20, he talks about all the things he's been through, which was multiple shipwrecks, lots of beatings, none of which make their way into the book of Acts. So I'm thinking here's all this interesting stuff cool stuff that happened to Paul, he doesn't bring it up. But the conversion story, he makes sure the conversion story is repeated three times. So there's something really significant about this account and this event that he is driving home. So it's the third time it's told. But in this one, it's the first time that we hear that from the very beginning, Jesus told Paul, your job is to go to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When when Luke actually records the conversion way back in what, Acts chapter 9 is that? In Acts chapter 9, he doesn't say that to him. Now, he does say it to Ananias. Luke records that God told Ananias, this is why I've selected him. Yeah. Um, but but he doesn't tell that to Paul. Paul doesn't hear about it until later. In the second accounting in Acts chapter 22, I believe it does have Ananias saying to Paul, you'll go to everyone. Right. But it doesn't right. specify the Gentiles. But Jesus, again, doesn't say anything to Paul about the Gentiles until later when he visits him again in, the, in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Was he at the temple? I think it was. And Jesus comes to him again and then says, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. Of course, that when, when Paul revealed that was when the sermon got cut off by everybody being upset. Right. Here's the story's been told twice, and Luke has not mentioned, and Paul has not mentioned, hey, from the very beginning. But now in this third account, we find that when Jesus spoke to Paul on the road to Damascus, he told him even there, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. I'm going to send you, and your job is to take them from darkness to light, to take them from the power of Satan to the power of God. He told him from the very beginning, this is your mission. It's interesting to kind of go through this analysis and think about, well, all right, why wasn't it just all laid out, you know, the first time in the narrative, like kind of point by point how this happened? Why didn't Luke tell the story once and include all the information up front? Yeah, um, versus these these other, I guess, elements, aspects of the story we get in these other tellings. Now, in the voice of the Apostle Paul, as opposed to, uh, you know, as opposed to the voice of the narrator uh, in back in Acts 9. So, I don't know, is that is that literary? Are we working towards a big reveal? Or 
or I mean, and I know I've said this, I kind of sound like a broken record. Is some of it just, well, that's the way it happened. You know, I, I want to give the recognition to some quotations, some strong statements made by Paul in these public defenses. I think what we have to recognize is that Luke has a purpose in the writing of this book. Okay. There's, there's a couple of things, and this may be hard for us to grasp. It took me a while to, to come to terms with this, but understanding that nobody was following Paul around as a stenographer writing down his speeches. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we look at these sermons, these as they are recorded in Acts, it's a combination of eyewitness testimony about what was said. It's Luke a, refers to that. Okay. It's a combination of that. It's a combination of Paul himself telling Luke, here's what I said. Yeah. Uh, some of it is Luke himself heard certain things, but then some of it is also part of the crafting of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, historians during that first century time period, and we've got a lot of evidence from historians at that time, their goal was not to give you, here's every word that was said every moment. It's not to give us, here's every event one after the next the next yeah but we're getting across to you who this person is and and what they said and by what they said it's not necessarily here's all the words they said it's what they said what did they mean what what what, what was the message they were getting across and we can find that in the secular histories and Luke really comes across in that exact same vein of historian here so there's some crafting and Luke I believe is giving us a rhetorical argument by giving us these three accountings Mm -hmm. and building each one until we finally get to this last one that the big reveal about the Gentiles was from the very beginning. I believe that one of Luke's purposes with this entire history, with this entire book of the events of the early church, is demonstrating that in general the Jews were rejecting the gospel Mm -hmm. And this was moving to Gentiles. Mm -hmm. In fact, the Jews and Jerusalem and Judea are going to end up being judged. Mm -hmm. And Luke is preparing the way for that. And he's demonstrating that this is not that God has abandoned the Jews. This is that the Jews as a whole, as a nation, did not follow God where God was Mm -hmm. going. They didn't accept Jesus as the Messiah. They didn't accept the Gentiles into the fold as they were supposed to. And so judgment is coming. And it really is from God that Paul, Peter, the apostles, the gospel has gone to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. He's building this case. Each sto- each telling of the story emphasizes yeah. it more and more and more until you get to this big reveal. Mm-hmm. Yes, from the very beginning, it's not a stopgap measure. It's not a plan B. Mm -hmm. This has been the plan all the way along. And we're actually going to see in the next couple of weeks as this book ends, how intensely that is Luke's purpose, because he is going to end in chapter 28 with the declaration from Paul that judgment is coming if you don't accept this gospel. Judgment is coming on the Jews if you don't accept this gospel. It is going to the Gentiles because they are accepting it. It is really cool to appreciate that each narrative has been building upon itself, uh, this progression of the gospel from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. And God's will, the Holy Spirit's will through the apostles is being achieved. And um, instead of Paul saying, oh, I, and now and now it's all made clear, instead he can say, this has all happened in accordance with God's will. Just as surely as the death, the burial, and the resurrection was in accordance with the scripture. So God has foretold this plan of spreading the message of this one Savior for mankind 
to the ends of the earth. So Paul had a habit of going into town, and the first place he would go is to the synagogue, mm-hmm. and then we'd we'd see almost consistently the Jews would end up rejecting, and he would go to the Gentiles. We've seen a lot of that. With that part of the story, what we might think is that Gentiles, again, I'm going to go back and use the phrase I used a moment ago, Gentile salvation was plan B. Mm. But though that was Paul's modus operandi, give the Jews the opportunity, the message was going to go to the Gentiles either way. Yeah. It often happened in the towns that he went to the Jews first and they rejected. And so he went to the Gentiles. But had the Jews accepted, the next step would have been go to the Gentiles anyway, because that was his mission. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And I think something that a lot of Bible students need to get a hold of, uh, because there's certainly an an idea out there that the Lord still has not established a kingdom, that it's still really about the Jewish people. I mean, the the heritage DNA Jewish people and, and the kingdom's coming one day. You know, the, the the rapture and the end times, the tribulation. There's a lot of people getting back into that right now because, you know, there's a pandemic. And you can get saved two ways. Exactly. You, you can either become a Christian or you can have been a Jew. And it's yeah. not. Yeah. No. Two, two ways of salvation, two saved peoples. Uh, and that's just not what the New Testament teaches at all. And I think by walking through Acts and appreciating this about the vision and Paul's ministry, uh, we, we see the error of that. And our hope is in Christ who has never failed and a kingdom that is established and reign. He reigns today and to be a part of that. I do want to make sure I'm very clear about something. And that is, is that Jewish people are able to be saved. Of course. But the same way Gentiles are able to be saved through Jesus Christ. There are not two ways to be saved. And the message was even from the beginning, from the moment Paul was converted, God had a plan for him mm-hmm. to get the gospel to the Gentiles. But notice, as he tells King Agrippa, I listened, I did what he said, and I took this message to Jews and Gentiles alike. I took the same message to both yeah. of them. Yeah. Turn to the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Turn to God. Repent. Bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Surrender to Jesus, which, of course, Andrew, is what I'm asking you to do. You're asking me to do. And everybody who's listening to us talk to one another. We're asking everybody to do that. Repent. Turn to the Lord. Bear fruits in keeping with repentance. That's exactly right. We appreciate so much you listen to the broadcast today. Send us an email with what you're reading. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. And we want you to lead us in prayer. Almighty God, thank you for the day we've been able to talk about the book of Acts. A little bit different than the way we normally talk as we looked more at like rhetorical structure and how you had Luke piece this Bible together. And of course, we we understand that that while you were working through Luke and his means and, and his personality, that you got in this book what you wanted in this book. And you wanted the message that salvation for all people, Jew, Gentile, is through your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray that that everyone who is hearing what we're talking about right now will surrender and give allegiance to Jesus Christ, will repent and bear fruit worthy of that repentance, will magnify your name above all things, and that we'll look forward together to the resurrection and the time that we are with you for all eternity. Lord God, we love you so very much. Thank you for loving us. Through your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. <laughs>